0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Dr. Maureen Movahill. Maureen is the founder and CEO of Activate Medical a medical technology company. Maureen has been recognized in over 35 times nationally and internationally for her her entrepreneurial leadership. She is a 2020 Life Science Pennsylvania CEO of the Year. Wow, Maureen, I'm exhausted just reading your, your resume, but welcome. Welcome to our podcast today.
1: Thank you. Honored to be here today.
0: Maureen, I would love to begin our journey today for our listeners to lead them through how you found it this medical technology company and what was the impetus behind the thought process of why you wanted to do this and, and your passion and desire
1: i had been working for another company another startup on small motion devices called actuators and these actuators that company was just selling the component, just those actuators and anyway I was sitting in a doctor's office at Hershey Medical Center And we were talking about these little actuators the size of a grain of rice, these little motion devices. And he said, Maureen, I don't need the actuator. I need the whole system FDA cleared so I can use it on my patients because I'm dealing with stroke patients and I have six hours to clear that blood clot before they have brain damage. And I said, wow. So I went back to my boss and I said, hey, we need to do medical devices, not just the components. And he's like, that's not what I want to do. So I went home and I said to my husband, either we're starting a company or we're moving, there's something we can do to help patients. And so that was really the idea is we are putting motion into medicine. So all the devices we develop have some sort of motion that improves patient outcomes, makes it better for clinicians, reduces healthcare costs, that kind of thing.
0: When you're talking, it it just makes me pause to think there's so many times in life that we have aha moments that how often have we gone through them and not realized the, the potential or what can come of that? And and you seem to have, have paused and saw that aha moment and then seized upon it. But when you journeyed and you started this, you said this to your husband, and it's an idea now, but what was the most rewarding part of that decision? And also for us as women, when we decide we're going to do something, there's nothing stopping us, but what was the most challenging? So the most rewarding, but also the most challenging as you began, you've decided to do this and it's not a small undertaking, both financially and time-wise. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Medical device development is not for the faint of heart, right? It's, it's a long process. It's really expensive. But the reward is the patient's stories. And so the first patient we ever helped was a 27-year-old soldier at Walter Reed. So here's this small company in rural Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh, we helped a human being, but we also helped to help the soldier who was in, injured fighting for this country. That's a great day for us, especially as both of my parents are former Marines, so it was a good day. So the first device we got on the market is a device called the TubeClear system. And TubeClear clears feeding tubes while the tube remains in the patient. Our competition is the way nurses have been doing it forever with just warm water and a syringe, which doesn't really work very well, or enzymes that they put in there that try to break up the, the feeding formula. But it's really clogging these tubes or medication. The first patient we helped was this 27-year-old soldier. It was a great day. But another great patient story is during COVID, we had a doctor contact us. He found us on Google, and he said, I have a patient who has had a clogged tube for eight days. So feeding tubes are used to provide medication, nutrition, and hydration to patients that can't self-feed. So the first question as a mother, you're like, what were they feeding this patient for the eight days? And then the next question is, we need to help you. (laughs) So we overnighted the system to him, I trained him, he made him watch our video, I talked to him on the phone, and about two hours later he called me, he says, we opened that feeding tube, we restored patencies with your device, and that patient did not have to have a surgical procedure. It's a great day right? It's incredible.
0: Wow. wow. And you know what? That's very dear to my heart as my late husband was West Point graduate and our oldest son is a Naval Academy graduate and both of them served very honorably and, and we're all very proud of them. So when you talk about that, I think you're so right. There's something special about serving those who serve us. So thank yeah. you for, for sharing that. That was very moving. Thank I, I also read a little bit about your company, which was more than impressive, but the thing that struck me was when everyone else was frozen during COVID, you really stepped up and changed your company. And I would love you to share, instead of being frozen during that time or sitting home, you, you you really changed out what your company made and what you served and gave back for. So maybe you want to share a little bit about what you did during a frozen time in our country.
1: It was an electrifying experience. So we were actually on an email chain with some professors at Penn State and everyone's trying to figure out what can we do? How can we help? And all of a sudden we realized that the PPE shortage was a, really a big issue for a lot of first responders. And especially for the rural community, a lot of the TPE was going to the big hospitals. It wasn't going to the people out here in rural central Pennsylvania. It was like a Sunday night I called the landlord and I'm like, we need to have that space. So they had twelve thousand square foot available next door. I said we need space right now. And so my team worked nights and days and got the space all set up. We ordered all the materials we needed and within seven days we were shipping out FDA compliant face shields. And over the next four months we shipped over eighty five thousand face shields. So it really was a pivot but it really was my incredible team. We jumped into going from one shift to three shifts. We were working full speed and getting it done. But it was electrifying everyone's energy because we can do something. We can help. Let's do it now. Is really what it was all about.
0: And, and I think you're so right. I think when people feel like they have a purpose and a mission, and we all want to give back. We don't even realize by giving back, we gain energy. And, and what a gift, even for morale of a company, to know that they're they're basically helping, helping others. We always, in every podcast, always leave our last question, which I think is often most powerful for the many women over the years that we've interviewed. And and that is, if for other women listening, what advice would you give them when they're contemplating maybe starting their own business? Here you were doing something and you pivoted. And as a result, you've not only given back, but you've created a woman-owned, very successful business. The women listening today would love to know What your advice would be, maybe the top three things that they should consider if they have that aha moment and an ability to give back and change the world?
1: Oh, that's a great question, too. The first thing I would say is if your gut is telling you you're doing it right or you have a great idea, do it. Don't listen to those naysayers because for entrepreneurs, people are always naysayers. They're just like, oh, don't do that. That's crazy. What are you doing? And when I started Actuated Medical, I was 20 weeks pregnant. So how many CEOs of medical device companies are pregnant? (laughs) So it's kind of crazy. You're like, you're pregnant? You started a company? What are you thinking? Right. But it was great. So the point is follow your gut. It takes a village. So take help when people want to help you. But when you take the help, make sure it can help you. Like people always want to give you advice. And so you have to listen to the advice and you have to put it through. Is that going to help me or is that going to take me on a path? I don't want to go down. So Lots of people want to give you advice. Figure out what invite, advice is the best advice for you. And then the third one would be it is a roller coaster. You have your up days and your down days, and you're worried about payroll one day, but then you have this incredible story about how you helped a, a patient. So it, just get ready for the roller coaster, and just remember when, the, when you're having a down day, you're going to have an up day really soon. And so go with your gut, listen to people, but only take advice that works for you, and it's a roller coaster.
0: And I can't thank you enough today. Dr. Maureen, you are an inspiration to all of us. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.